Raw 30 provided one of the best hours of WWE TV I've ever seen, but it wasn't completely perfect. We opened with Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart. Hogan having such a prominent role will of course divide opinion. Add in the fact he seemed to stumble on his words, and there was obvious mic issues that even resulted in a sound technician having to change his microphone. This wasn't quite the start I think people were hoping for. It didn't matter though, because what followed was perfect. Roman and the Bloodline came out, and we got the trial of Sami Zayn. Loud ECW chants resulted in Heyman responding, ECW is dead, and I wish Sami Zayn was as well. He is a betrayer on the island of relevancy. Heyman then made a case for the defense. Sami was upset by what he had heard, and said he did have a defense planned, but he wouldn't present it now out of disappointment saying this hurts. Roman berated him for not standing up for himself, called Solo, and we were moments away from Sammy being attacked. Jay Uso preventing that attack is not only a moment of the year, it is one of the all-time great Raw moments. Jay then amazingly made the case for the defense. This is amazing when you consider how much he hated Sammy before Survivor Series. Roman finds Sammy not guilty for now and says that he doesn't want to see him until the Royal Rumble where he will be given his final test. Feels like he'll likely be asked to beat down an already beaten Kevin Owens to prove his loyalty to the bloodline. This is intriguing and it makes an unmissable Royal Rumble more unmissable. Just when you thought things couldn't get any better, they got better. Usos versus Judgment Day for the Raw Tag Titles saw Jimmy Uso get hurt. We even got the ref throwing the X-arm gesture up, which fans know means legit injury. Only for Adam Pearce to come out and book the match to continue, but with Sammy as a replacement. This suggests that this was all a work. The drama here is insane, with Sammy thankfully not losing the title, but helping to retain them. The word perfect just doesn't do this justice. Backstage, we got Godfather, JBL, Ron Simmons, Baron Corbin, all going into a poker game. We saw loads of legends and current stars mingling and playing cards. Back in the ring, we get LA Knight, who says Bray is living on past glory, just like the legends backstage, and calls a legend out. The Undertaker answers. We get the dead man music. But that quickly changed to American Badass, and Undertaker comes out on his bike. Loud Undertaker chants greet him, and he looked good. Maybe not ready to wrestle a match good, but healthy and seemingly happy. LA Knight ripped into Undertaker, saying this is his game. But the lights go out, and Bray arrives. This drove LA Knight back to the ring and into an Undertaker choke. Taker shoved LA towards Bray, who hit a sister Abigail. We may never truly know what gets said between them next as Undertaker leaves, uh, but Paranormal Presence slowed the footage down and thinks that Undertaker says, face of fear, it's forever. Next, we get Bailey versus Becky in a steel cage match. Fightful said this segment was cut short for time reasons. Apparently, the trial of Sammy overran. The result is that Damage Control locked themselves in the cage and they beat up Becky. Adam Pearce and officials come down and break inside. 
we don't get an actual match. Um, and this was a bit of a disappointment. Of all the things to cut, this probably wasn't the right thing, but it does mean we've got something big to look forward to in the future. This show is just big segment after big segment because coming up next, we get DX. Kurt Angle is with them. And he jokes that he always wanted to join DX as he stands in for Billy Gunn. He even shows that he's wearing a DX shirt. Imperium come out and lay into DX for disgracing the sacred sport of wrestling. Triple H steps up to Gunther, but quickly backs down, saying that he's now retired. Sean teases a super kick before conceding that he's now too old. The end result is that Seth Rollins and the Street Profits come out. Kurt is made guest referee, and Teddy Long comes out to book a six-man tag match. We even get Jerry the King Lawler on commentary, apparently wearing the same outfit he wore on his first Raw. This was a fun segment, with a particular highlight being Sean singing Seth's theme when Seth came out. The match that followed was decent, with Seth and the Street Profits beating Imperium. Corbin wins some money backstage from the Million Dollar Man, but immediately has to pay it to IRS, who's Bray Wyatt's real-life dad, in taxes. Uh, we get a damn from Ron Simmons. Bobby Lashley explains to MVP that he wants to face Theory alone in a no-DQ main event for the US title, as the Hurt Business reunion continues to be teased. Next, we get Ric Flair in a suit that wouldn't look out of place on Seth Rollins. He introduces his daughter, Charlotte Flair, as the greatest women's champion in the history of WWE, which, in all fairness, she's certainly the most decorated. Um, Bianca also comes down, and I was hoping for more between these two, but it felt a touch off compared to what we had seen before. Sonya Deville came out and berated both, resulting in a match between her and Bianca. One that Bianca would win, but this did all feel more like a normal episode of Raw. Afterwards, Alexa would send Bianca a message saying that she didn't need anyone's help to rip Bianca's face apart, saying that she'll leave her eyes so that she can see Alexa become the new Raw Women's Champion. This was dark stuff from Alexa. I was surprised they didn't use the mirror to show Uncle Howdy's presence. To my knowledge, we didn't see Uncle Howdy at all on this show. But I'm pleased they didn't, because honestly, sometimes less is more. And this was quite impactful as it was. Next, we got confirmation that WWE 2K23 is on the way. And back in the ring, we got The Miz, who was demanding his Raw 30 moment. He got it when Kevin Owens snuck up and hit him with a stunner. Owens said that he will win the titles from Roman at the Rumble or die trying. This led us to the main event as Bobby Lashley took on Austin Theory for the United States title. A short match was interrupted by loads of commercials, likely because the first hour was commercial free. End result was Brock Lesnar returned, F5'd Bobby, then F5'd Theory on top of him and walked off as the referee counted the pin, resulting in Theory retaining. Fantastic show overall, especially that first hour. It declined more towards the second half, but still very entertaining. I'm saying this is about an 875, maybe even a 9.